It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I am joined by the man occasionally known as my vice mayor and friend and co-host. It's the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, is it too early to start celebrating National Derek is Wrong Day? Uh, we're only yeah, well, we're only a week away, if my calculations uh, are correct. Today being February the 7th and February 14th, Valentine's Day aka national derek is wrong day jesse if you haven't look if you haven't been paying attention almost every day is national derek is wrong day so we don't need to get into that we don't need to get into that but (laughs) of course this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook go download the DraftKings sportsbook app now an official sports betting partner of super bowl 56 and new customers will get those 56 to 1 odds on either the Cincinnati Bengals or the Los Angeles Rams using our code of PHNX. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets should whatever team you choose win. And Jesse, I had some good bets. Bet on the Milwaukee Bucks. Had a parlay that hit. Made my weekend. I also bet the over on the Pro Bowl. Yes, I am that much of a degenerate gambler <laughs> that I bet on the Pro Bowl, but we won't go into that. Uh, I'm just you impressed guys. you watched the Pro Bowl. Oh, or did I you really... not? Did you just, did yeah, you just bet on it? Uh, I watched the second half. Uh, once once uh, the bag had been secured, I definitely didn't really need to watch much of it. But Kyler Murray did come in uh, at the end and had a touchdown, and uh, I enjoyed seeing that very much. So, so uh, I I do like the uh, idea of the jerseys, or, or you know, like wearing matching jerseys, but then having the helmets from the team. Big fan of that. Uh, sure. And it uh, it 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 was a it was a you know, fun game, high scoring. Uh, they look like they had a good time, and that's what it's all about. I still don't think that the Pro Bowl ranks very high amongst All Star oh, games. Heck no! It's, I really it's think like not even close to the. To right. the I think baseball might be the best. I don't baseball know much about hockey. Might hockey might best. maybe hockey well, beats it because I don't know much about hockey, but it's mm-hmm. better than the NBA All Star game is a joke. I mean, this nobody weekend, plays defense. This weekend was incredible as far as the NHL All-Star game uh, because I got to watch parts of it and they were doing skills competition like on the water at like the Bellagio fountains or something. I don't know. The sound was turned off. I was at a bar, but it was it was really cool the way that they were like having to hit uh, nets that were or yeah, they were like having to hit pucks in the nets that were like across water from them on you know, a little, little ice. That's, uh, that's pretty patches. fun. That's pretty yeah, fun. It was, 
that you know what i think all of this stuff is cool whenever they can do something to make these games more fun obviously you know it's not really about who wins or whatever but honestly you said that and it's interesting because i actually have always put the nba all-star game very high but again much like the mlb all-star game it's more about like the three-point competition and the dunk contest for me just like it's more about the the home run derby when it comes to baseball right so sure. i don't know maybe eventually we'll evolve these all-star games into just being the things that we like and not making them play an arbitrary game where they're going to score five thousand points and nobody cares who wins you know but i don't think i don't think the baseball one is like that you know like it it feels competitive it feels you know there's usually some fun moments there's usually uh, <laughs> there's usually a a few players who are way too generous who tr- who do interviews with joe buck during the game that are yeah like in the middle semi, of the game yeah that are so yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like how is this actually tenable but uh but i i enjoy watching the major league baseball all-star game i think it's a very watchable too. product it's probably good that they they got rid of uh you know how much the game used to mean and that it would determine home field advantage in the world series, which is why the diamondbacks had home field advantage in the world series in 2001. They benefited from that. It's probably good that they don't do that anymore. That always felt a little arbitrary to me, but, uh, but Hey, the diamondbacks benefited. So that's, uh, that's all that matters. They kept it around long enough. It was weird because basically, you know, it, the entire idea of putting home field advantage uh, based on the all-star game in the world series came down to like just one all-star game going off the rails where they ran out of players and they went too deep. And I, I, th- I think it's funny now because with the modern day rules, as far as extra innings go, uh, we'll never ever run into that. Like there'll never be a time where one team doesn't score, especially in an all-star situation that runner automatically on second base. Right. So like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever run into that, but we, we, it was so reactionary, right? It's like we had one all-star game kind of go to a point where they, they kind of needed to just call it a tie and nobody likes that idea. So it's like, no, we'll, we'll make sure this never happens again by making one of the most important things in our game on the line in the all-star game, which is just, just crazy decision that was made. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We lived, that's, we lived through fair. that. I want to get to the mailbag, Derek. We have some we have some questions for some people. Well, I mean, we do, but we just want to give everybody a little bit of a preview as far as tomorrow because we actually have oh, some yes. news that have take, uh, taken place. The Arizona Diamondbacks uh, signed Dan Straley, pitcher, to a minor league deal. His last name isn't pitcher. I should have started off with that. Uh, his He's a pitcher. That's his job. <laughs> but his name's Dan Straley. <laughs> and uh, we actually have a lot of information on that. Jesse has quite a bit of information. Uh, very enjoyable person. Uh, got, got to listen to a podcast about his decision to become part of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And since he's signed to a, a – well, not signed officially yet, but since he's sure. coming here on a minor league deal, it's an actual deal that they can they – can, get done right it's pretty official in that dan straley himself has uh has stated verbally, it on his own podcast, so. it. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> yeah we could be pretty confident but yeah we won't uh tomorrow um on on our show on tuesday that drops early and on tuesday morning um we're gonna go in you know in depth on dan straley and what the diamondbacks are getting here so be sure to join us for tomorrow's morning show 
Um, but yeah, just to give a quick preview, Dan Straley pitched in the KBO the last couple of seasons. A similar situation to Merrill Kelly, where he went overseas after things really weren't so great for him uh, here in the States. He last pitched with the Orioles in 2019. He did not fare particularly well there. And then when the pandemic hit, uh, he found a deal uh, in the KBO and and wound up uh, taking that, had some success over there. And I think he has a really good chance to, he only signed a minor league deal, right? Of course, because you can't sign a major league deal right now because of the lockout. Um, It is just a minor league deal, but I think it's a minor league deal with a lot of potential for Dan Straley to have a significant impact at the big league level. So, uh, so yeah, join us for the show tomorrow. We're going to do a deep dive on, you know, what he did in the KBO, what, what those numbers look like and um, how he might slot into the diamondbacks rotation uh, here this season. Can't wait for that. But like you said, Jesse, that's not, that's tomorrow today. It's Monday. Yeah. Mondays. It's Monday. You know what that means? It's time for the mailbag. Box. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go wow, wow. My mailbox. Always something interesting right, in my mailbox. First up, of course, shout out uh, to our friend Chris, Chris Dula at Chris Dula on Twitter, um, and her mother, uh, who we lovingly refer to as mom on this podcast because eh, she's our mom. And mom wants to know if you think more players should be bringing more or be more vocal about the lockout some have started making statements on social media and what are your thoughts on that jesse do you think that we should see more of these players speaking out about this situation and i guess kind of defending themselves uh, considering the (laughs) the kind of slander we've seen on mlb.com thrown in their direction i'm not sure how much it would move the needle to be honest, I mean, a number of players have already been very outspoken about this. Max Scherzer, Zach Britton. Um, there's a lot of guys who have, who have come out and and made statements like Chris alluded to there. Um, I I don't think it hurts, right? I mean, I, I think it's, it's good from the player standpoint to try to uh, control the narrative as much as possible. And I think in many ways, they kind of already have, Derek. I, I, I really think that the... The owners kind of live in their own world right now, and just about everyone else on the planet is, <laughs> is signing with the players. There, there's just not a whole lot of, uh, there's not really a whole lot of people on the owner side of things. And I think the more that players come out and are vocal on social media and give their side of this whole ordeal, I think you know it's only going to continue to add to the baseball fans out there who who see the players side of this story and and side with them in these negotiations and 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 rightfully so i mean i i think at a certain point there's there's just not much more to talk about when when it comes to this lockout situation because uh the owners are are just sort of being ridiculous uh in in many ways asking for a federal negotiator or a federal mediator and all of this stuff so Speaking so, yeah, of which, I think it's uh, I think they, it's a good thing. And like you said, Max Scherzer, as part of the uh, players union, was very vocal about how they did not feel they needed federal mediation. The players rejected the offer of federal mediation, which, again, just plays into a situation that makes the owners uh, look somehow like the good guy. Right. Like, oh, look, they didn't want this. We wanted to bring in a mediator to help resolve this. And. 
uh, a federal mediator wasn't going to help the players. Uh, And as Max Scherzer said, we don't need mediation because what we are offering to MLB is fair for both sides. And this is where we stand. I mean, they could be more vocal online. I could, I think they could be more vocal in all sorts of ways, but um, it doesn't really matter. I don't feel like, like still people don't really care about this. Um, And honestly, at this point, there is just a, uh, an absolute, deadline on the negotiations even though there is no sense of urgency on mlb's part to get this uh consiled before the this deadline approaches which uh again is is my deadline of february 14th and that's the most important deadline that they need to hit (laughs) but all jokes aside february 14th actually is the end of the goddamn line for them it is February 15th, February 16th, we start getting, and I don't know, I could be wrong about this. The timing could be a bit off, but if not that week of February 14th, which is next week, then they have one more week, one more week until pitchers and catchers would start reporting. And then after that, uh, you know, the rest of the players report shortly after to camp. And then we start spring training on typically the first week of March. So again, that's approaching very quickly as well. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And honestly, the reason why, if we're being forthright and I am in my upcoming article on gophnx.com, I I think I'm being pretty uh, honest about my opinion and my position on it is that again, the MLB owners are holding the 2022 season hostage. And they knew that they were going to do that by locking the players out. They knew that they were going to do that by taking their time on these negotiations. They know they're doing that by taking a week to respond. They're making the players look like they're the ones. And obviously, as we've discussed in their almost propaganda-like articles posted on their own website that paint the players to be the bad guys in the situation, despite what the players asking for being relatively fair despite the fact that we're not hearing the owner's proposal on some of these things the players are requesting. And even if they are, it's like the players are requesting 105 million and the owners are offering 10. Like they're so far apart that they're not, you know, again, they're not even trying to get close and they're not even trying to offer a reasonable amount when it comes to MLB players' salaries. Realistically, you want them to split up $10 million amongst this pool as bonuses for these guys and they want to give it to like 30 guys or 20 guys or whatever, like, come on, man, it's ridiculous. You're trying to whittle it down to where everybody's getting, you know, a couple of grand and, you know, lunch, you know, that's, that's what they're going to get at the end of the day, which again, for baseball players is, is nothing. And you're talking about the best young players in the game, right? The best top young players, which is really what they're fighting for in, in, in this instance. And, Honestly, they're fighting for the ability for the owners to spend more money without getting hit with the luxury tax, which kind of seems ridiculous that they're far apart on that as well. And and the players that have been vocal about it, the players that have been, you know, saying their their piece on Twitter, it, it's not like it's falling on deaf ears. Like you said, it seems to be that the majority of the baseball universe writers that don't work for MLB.com 
and other folks that are involved in the community and fans seem to be on the player's side, despite the fact that this is trying to get positioned like they're the ones that are preventing this from, from happening, preventing a deal from happening. You know, again, going back to the start of this, the owners didn't need to lock out the players. Uh, the, the players apparently had made it fairly um, evident they weren't going to strike and that they just wanted to get a new deal done. And they could have been negotiating this new deal while the season proceeded without players' pictures being removed from the website and without players, you know, missing time, without games missing. But the owners knew what they were doing the whole time, I feel like, by locking out the players. That's that's what I, I feel like. They they did it because that put pressure on these negotiations to happen quickly and caused the players to essentially fold and concede on many of the things that they want. February 14th is, of course, the day that pitchers and catchers are supposed to report. So, um, I know it's that week. Yeah. Cause usually it might not be on Monday when they report. I think usually they report on like Wednesday and then they have like about what, like a week before the rest of the position players typically report after that. Right. So again, that that's, that's the week. Like if it's not, if there's no progress right now, everything that we're hearing, like even some of the progress sounds like they're making at least, some you know okay the players conceded a little bit more as much as it sucks you feel like okay that's moving us closer to a deal experts though that we listen to and respect like jeff passan have been very critical and have been very honest about how they feel and i don't feel like they would be putting their reputations on the line about this stuff if they weren't if they didn't feel like it was true when they say i don't think this season is going to get started on time i believe them I believe them because what they're hearing is the real information, even stuff that they can't share publicly because they've probably been asked not to. It's information that leads them to draw that conclusion enough to tell everybody that, you know, like it's one thing to feel it. It's one thing to maybe put it in your article, but Jeff Passan is almost like constantly like, Hey, remind everybody the season ain't going to start on time. And like, that's a lot. Yeah. And again, when we talk about that, I don't feel like a lot of people that are casual baseball fans are paying attention to this. I, I don't think a lot of people know that the season's going to be impacted. I'm seeing it now more and more on the local news. There's a sense of panic and urgency amongst people involved with spring training because there's nothing they can do right now here locally to uh, impact what's going on, but they're pleading with MLB and the players association to get a deal done that won't impact spring training because it's so important to the local economy here in Arizona. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of jobs and a lot of people that are sitting and waiting in limbo as in regards to spring training and honestly the season too, right? Like there are a lot of jobs and such on the line when it comes to this. And even with how vocal a lot of these players have been on social media and such, I just don't feel people are, are still really paying attention to it and won't until we actually get to that point when opening day comes on March 31st and there is no game being played because we're still in. Oh, this that would be, lockout. that would just be so sad. I am not, I am not emotionally prepared for us to be skipping over. Well, days of the baseball schedule get prepared prepare yourself <laughs> i know well here's the thing is like again uh 
the the concern right is what we experienced during the pandemic when they had this stop and go thing and then this quick startup to the season and we saw an an epidemic of injuries in in MLB we could see that again if they decide to shorten spring training um even yeah. if they get the deal done prior to the season right so it's almost like i would rather that they gave them the same amount of spring training and cut out some of the 162 games of this particular season maybe not a lot like shave it down to 150 but you know get to a point where the players still have the proper amount of time to prepare their bodies for this season i don't want to see catastrophic injuries especially to this Arizona Diamondbacks team again like we've seen over the past yeah. two seasons due to this weird period of time in in our in our society we've had enough of the injury bug around here so yeah, I'm done with it I'm done with yeah. it yeah but again I'm going to be providing some updates over at gophnx.com so if you haven't signed up to become a member yet please do so uh, if you're sick and tired of the aggregated content that doesn't inform you or entertain you, you can expect more from your Valley sports coverage, expect in-depth features, film breakdown, videos, special discounts, the most engaging discussion, and so much more. You find us on discord. We've been hanging out. I'm telling you, uh, not only are we getting some great feedback questions, discussions going on in the discord, uh, but I think you guys are helping plan our future shows to be honest, because I'm just over here taking notes <laughs> about what you guys want to hear about, which again, if you want to tell us what you want to, us to talk about, join us on discord, uh, become a member, unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage that you never imagined possible. Uh, go to gophnx.com, become a member uh, of the family and you can get the annual membership. We'll get you a free t-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com where you can grab any of those beautiful t-shirts. Again, I just picked some up. I got those sticker packs that I've been whining about. I'm good. Uh, but of course, the same day that I put in an order, we dropped that fire phnx rising shirt and I miss purchasing that as part of my order. I kicked myself because you know what? Believe it or not, I had insider knowledge that that shirt was going to drop that day. I knew about I knew about the whole PHNX Rising thing. Believe it or not, I'm kind of an insider around here. Jesse might have known too, but um, <laughs> I still regret not waiting just two more hours to put in my order so I could have grabbed that bad boy. It's a beautiful shirt, uh, and don't miss that. And our uh, just go check out our PHNX Rising coverage as well if you're a fan of that. But again. Yeah. All of that coming right here to PHNX. We got we're expanding our teams. ASU coverage. ASU had a big win last night. Uh, join us over here. Become a member if you're not interested in the annual membership. You can get that month to month membership for just fifty cents just for signing up, uh, and help us redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. Let's go, go PHNX. Um, so Jesse, next question comes uh, from our pal Rick Hughes, uh, who had to clarify his twitter handle for us because i i didn't know if it was a diamondbacks thing or whatever uh it's dbl 11s three he says the handle is double 11s three so shout out to rick hughes aka double 11s three uh and he wants to know which i don't know if we can predict this or not but is this the era <laughs> that d-backs finally build a sustainable model of success and i will start because i know you thought this was a little bit of a you know obviously it's an open-ended question we do not know the end of this story yet so the success part <laughs> Unless we have Honestly, a crystal right? ball on hand, I'm not oh, sure how. You know, I know, I know it's, a, I know, I know it's a, a audio only podcast, but I'm putting up the omnipotent Jesse picture for just Jesse to see. Uh, I know you guys can't see it, but you know, again, uh, that's, uh, I'll tell you, my thought is it feels like they're at least being patient. I feel like if they could go back in time, 
they might not have pulled the trigger on the Madison Bumgarner deal. But I think aside from that, there's not a lot of regrettable contracts right now that the Diamondbacks have as part of their organization. I don't feel like they're building towards something right now that's unreasonable. I feel like they're being patient and waiting. I feel like they're waiting for uh, young talent that they have to kind of merge with some younger talent that's coming up. And then if they can establish a core that's successful and can win, I think that's the point where we'll see them still do what the D-backs have done in the past and spend some money, right? Hopefully not with the at the expense of the young players being traded away, but more of just supplementing those players with that next level of talent that hopefully gets us to that world championship competitor level, right? The Diamondbacks have a weird situation where they also have to like wait for a certain window really in the NL West to compete, which sounds crazy, but there's going to come a time where the Dodgers aren't the Dodgers, or at least the Dodgers that we've seen over the last 10 years. And, you know, I I almost feel like they're trying to line up uh, kind of just perfectly a couple of, of things to, to get, you know, everything in the perfect position, uh, maybe in 2024, maybe in 2025, right? Something like that. I I do feel though, like despite the criticism of blowhards like myself and despite fans being upset with the team and showing their displeasure by not coming out to games and not watching the team, I still feel like they're being patient and doing it the right way, right? Which is why it's important to still support this team. It's why it's important to still come out, even if they suck, right? It's still important to come out, have yourself a good time, Enjoy the ballpark, not hang your expectations on wins and losses, but just coming out and having a good time at the ballpark, at least for now. Seeing the young guys when they come up, it's going to be an exciting time this season. It's just not going to be a time where they win yet. And I think that's when it's still important as a fan to show your support because honestly, again, they're they're trying to do things the right way. So if we want them to do things the right way and and like you said, build a sustainable model where not only do they have young talent that wins, but you know, they've kind of waited for that talent to flourish and, and, you know, actually succeed here instead of leaving somewhere else and succeeding there. That's yeah, that's a great point. Um, I think, I think you're right that they're being patient, right. And that's something that we've seen this, this franchise struggle with at times, uh, particularly when they have made the playoffs, uh, they've really struggled to, come back the next season and replicate that the diamondbacks have only made the playoffs in back-to-back years one time in their franchise history. That was 2001, 2002. Other than that, every time they've made the playoffs, they've come back the next year and they've, they've generally been competitive, but they haven't been able to, to complete the job. And I, and I don't think, you know, we don't want to see that again. We want to see the diamondbacks um, as is being described here in the question. We want to see them have, a sustainable model, right? Something that, that has lasting power in this league. And the way to do that is, is simple, right? It's to, it's to develop talent in house. It's for Alec Thomas and Corbin Carroll and all these prospects that we've talked about. It's for those guys to come up here and, and be hopefully what we think they could be and and to come back year after year and maintain that level of performance. The problem with, Diamondback teams in the past is that they haven't always been grounded in talent that was homegrown, right? If if your your ability to contend hinges on that free agent you just signed, you know, having a monster season, that type of thing is going to be a lot more volatile than if you have a core of five or six players who are just really, really good, right? Correct. And absolutely. And, 
And yeah, I think you're right. They're being patient and they do have something like that type of core forming in their farm system. We obviously have to wait and see what it turns into, but, but I'm excited to, to see these guys in action and, and see if maybe this really could be, um, as is being described here, a time where the diamondbacks finally figure it out, you know, how to come back year after year and, and sustainably stay near the top of the division. In the history of this podcast, I've talked about that stupid Bob Page book that I still have from the library. I'm probably getting uh, here we go. <laughs> but being impatient and spending a lot of money is like the DNA of this team, right? It's not sustainability. It's not waiting. I don't know. If, not I don't know patient. if I would say spending a lot of money is in the DNA no. of the team, but I, I know I, what you, I know what you mean. Like, no, like I'm saying, I'm saying it's no, no, it, it hasn't always worked out. It hasn't always right. worked out, but foolishly spending money on Zach Granke's on Madison Bumgarner's. Um, I don't think to, Zach Granke was, was, I foolish, know you wrote a whole right? goddamn article. I wrote a whole it, article. You don't feel it, on it, but uh, <laughs> Yasmani Tomas, which I wrote a whole goddamn article on. Sure, no, I mean, sure. historically, this team at times has tried to randomly throw a lot of money at the problems, but I'm saying it was built on that. It was built on that. The, the, the idea that this team was going to take a while to, to win and be competitive. They turned on that after one season, after their first season. And they knew that they, that, you know, fans here weren't going to be very patient with this team being success. Right. So I, part of it is that we got, that instant gratification of this team being good. You know, there was no like, oh man, we're lovable losers, but we're losers. And then we eventually build up to being a world series contender, much like what we've seen out of the Tampa Bay Rays, right? The Tampa Bay Rays were seller dwellers for years and they weren't very competitive. And then slowly, but surely the Tampa Bay Rays now have more, uh, at least playoff appearances than, than the Arizona Diamondbacks. They just still don't have that elusive world series, title that the diamondbacks got very early on right so that's what i mean when i say that it's built on this team was built from the second season in existence on changing the game plan spending a lot of money and hoping that that bringing in big free agents that they you know that they get either trade for or spend money on can turn this team around and it worked early on but it hasn't worked since and you know that that's that's the that's the thing that 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 sustainable thing that you know we're looking for here um so hopefully hopefully now is the time so great question rick thank you so much for that uh and i appreciate you guys of course allowing me to finally get this right um i know i had covid brain covid fog all in my face last week but now i can say this weekend is super bowl 56 and of course the DraftKings sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. And they are giving you 56 to 1 odds on either team, on the Bengals or the Rams. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's for new customers. If you're not a new customer, do what I do. Hit up them same game parlays. Experience Super Bowl 56 with all sorts of uh, legs that you can add. Combine multiple legs to win. Uh, I didn't hit on every one, but most importantly, I hit on the one that mattered. And, and that along with betting the over on the Pro Bowl, uh, made it a nice weekend. And I've, uh, let's just say, made uh, plans uh, to go to the Disneyland Resort at a future time, uh, thanks to my winnings this weekend. But uh, you can go on there and maybe have some luck 
by combining multiple get bets on the same game parlay. Uh, remember, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want uh, and use promo code PHNX. That's the most important thing here. Uh, when you are logging in as a new customer of the DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Final question, Jesse, and I like right. this one a lot. This one comes from Gabriel, our pal Gabriel, bold as bronze. Gabriel asks, there are three generations of Diamondbacks uniforms. Which one player would you associate with each one? And that's a good question. Mm, that's a very good question. All right. So when we're talking three generations of Diamondbacks jerseys, we're talking the purple, teal, and copper, right? Yep. Yep. That's the first. And, and then, then the are second we... would be the first iteration of the red uniforms, which stuck around for a while. These and are then... the uh, Justin Upton years, as far as those kind of when we first went to yep. Sedona Red. Yep. And then, is that, then is we that got your. Is that your pick? Is that who you're saying? You Justin Upton, the first. I mean, person you I, I, that feels like the first person I went to with okay. that. I think I would go with Brandon Webb or Justin mm. Upton for that era. That feels like the immediate choice. Um, obviously, for the purple and teal and and gold and copper, it's it's Randy. Randy, yeah. just, No yeah. matter what. It's weird because when I think of several jerseys, don't get me wrong. Um, I still like, it's literally where my mind flashes. But when I think of like the vest with the purple, it's Randy. When I think of the black uh, Jersey, it's Randy. When I think of, you know, like really? a lot of it, it's just, it's like, that's the first place my mind goes. I mean, Gonzo kind of peaks in there too, especially with the last hit in the world series that, that like that on a television screen is forever in my mind sure. until the day I die. But um, yeah, it's gotta be Randy for that first generation. What about you? I I also was going to say Randy. I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's really any way I could, I could make my mind do anything different with that. Um, sure. I would that, say that red, the... the first iteration of the Sedona red, I guess I would have to say Justin Upton because that's okay. obviously where my blank mind kind of went, even referencing that Jersey. I, I would say for those, Honestly, there, there's just like a rush of, of several guys that come to my mind when I think of the first iteration of the red uniforms. But Montero? I would say Montero's in there. I would say Stephen Drew. Stephen Drew, oh, okay. for whatever reason, is the first the first guy that I had in my mind, along with Mark Reynolds, Eric Burns, and Orlando Hudson. Those are all <laughs> guys. And, and Chris a Young. Team, Chris it Young was such a team some, team during that time, right? Because it, like what we talked about, where you like – you don't have like somebody necessarily that stands out. I mean, yeah, Upton, Upton yeah. kind of and stood he, out. Chris Young stood out for a period of time. Montero stood out for a bit, but nobody was like a sustained superstar. It was just this combination of guys that were all pretty good and bad at their anytime. own at their own thing. Anybody, anytime, exactly right. What a catchphrase! Yeah. What a catchphrase! Um, I would say uh, for I'll I'll let you go. What do you think for the most for the most recent? iteration um, of the red uniforms when whenever obviously they've they've made some changes over the last few years because people really were very critical of the updated uniforms when they first came out but who do you think of I, I i think it's the same person whether you're talking about the gradient um my okay so when we talk about that era it goes to my favorite one which is the away jersey 
And I think Cattell Marte. Cattell Marte okay. is the first guy I think of with that because I, maybe because that was the jersey I wanted. Like when I was going to buy a jersey in the store when those first came out. Like I remember I was there covering the event as press and they like right after they did the jersey unveil because they did a big runway thing at Chase Field with the players coming out wearing them right. and all this stuff, right? Uh, and they had the jerseys once the event was over. They had them up for sale in the team shop, and the team shop was open. And I contemplated buying one. And, uh, yeah, Marte was the first person I wanted one of the jerseys of. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the person I think of the most. You guys are going to kill me for what I'm about to say, but I have to answer the question honestly. The first name that I thought of was Shelby Miller. <laughs> Get, okay. I'm just, how can I remove? Okay, but I can All right. remove Jesse from chat. All right, so I just removed Jesse from chat because I don't feel like he needs to be on this podcast anymore. I think I think I can just wrap it up without him. I'm not sure. There you go. I'll bring you back. Are you okay? Are you Shelby Miller, Jesse Friedman, <laughs> Shelby Miller? We were, okay, we were I having explain. a good time here. The reason the reason is so I believe the Diamondbacks unveiled the crazy version of the red uniforms in 2016, right before the 2016 season. And uh, unfortunately, that is also the year that the Diamondbacks uh, made the trade that brought Shelby Miller to Arizona. And the reason I remember that is because I was at Shelby Miller's first start as a Diamondback. And my favorite uniform at the time, and, I, and they still have a, a version of this uniform, at least. My favorite uniform was the white with the teal like the yeah. white uniform yeah. with the it was a really i thought it was a really cool look and and when i was there watching shelby miller pitch for the first time as a diamondback that's the those are the uniforms that they wore that day and when i think back to those uniforms and when they first burst on the scene those are the uniforms i was most excited to see in person and shelby miller was on the mound that day derek so there you go <laughs> I don't like that answer. I don't like it one bit, but uh, that's fine. I'll, I'll forgive you. Thank you guys again so much for your questions. Obviously, we can't do this mailbag Monday thing without you. So again, a great part of the Discord is you guys can join us in there uh, and ask questions as well. And honestly, we love getting them from no matter what source uh, we can get them. So uh, if you if you want to email me, email me at Derek at gophnx.com. I got an email. Jesse has one too. Send us an email. We'll happily uh, answer your questions from there. If we want to go long form and not just fit them in a in a Twitter confinement, but uh, you know, let's 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 keep it short. I mean, maybe we should just keep it to 280 characters. But anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Obviously, you can follow me and Jesse on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at phx uh, phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that is on twitter instagram and facebook you can also follow us on youtube at phnx sports and sign up for notifications there that way you don't miss any of the content coming out from our phnx team if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app please make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already and leave us a five-star review uh, we'd appreciate that so much uh, another thing jesse before we go is I talked about it last week. I've really been enjoying our partnership with Athletic Greens. Uh, I've continued to take it. I've continued to get better. I'm not going to credit 
athletic greens and the 75 high quality vitamins and minerals uh, and whole source superfoods and probiotics and aptogens and everything else in it uh, for helping me getting over COVID. I'm not going to say it super powered me <laughs> over it. I'm not going to do what the president did and start telling people to take hydrochloroquine and, you know, uh, oh, ivermectin man. and all that. But I will say that uh, I've tried, uh, especially since I had a very sensitive stomach during this time to eat a little bit healthier uh, and do things that kind of made me feel better. Uh, and honestly, I have to credit Athletic Greens with really helping me just uh, feel alert and mentally clear, especially through this entire COVID situation that I have been very, very foggy on. Uh, and, you know, shout out to some of our athlete friends that are also taking it and talking about how much they love it. Uh, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, obviously. And uh, you can take it yourself to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you uh, a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash diamondbacks. That's it. Athleticgreens.com slash diamondbacks. Uh, and again, take ownership over your health. I do not take very good care of myself. So uh, athletics, Athletic Greens and my wife are are combining together in a partnership to take care, better care <laughs> of me. And I appreciate them for it. I hope, Jesse, you do too, because I've told you I'm going to have you at my deathbed holding my hand and being there in support. So uh, this will help make sure that day doesn't come very soon. So uh, I think we should all appreciate athletic greens and my wife for helping that out. But again, take, take care of yourself guys. Apparently uh, uh, us older guys uh, don't tend to do that apparently. And uh, I'm not alone in that. So let's make sure we're doing that in one way or another. If you're not taking athletic greens, at least take a multivitamin, at least do that. It's the, it's the, do it for me, do it for Jesse. But again, we appreciate you guys so much for checking out the show. Uh, we hope you all take care of yourselves. And uh, remember, DraftKings Sportsbook, use our code of PHNX, sign up to become a member over at gophnx.com. Get yourself a t shirt over at phnxlocker.com. It's the best. The shirts are the best. They're absolute best. Uh, give them as presents for Valentine's Day. I'm not supposed to talk about it on here, but you know, do that if you can. Uh, we uh, thank you guys again so much on behalf of Jesse and myself. Appreciate you checking out the show. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when the owners stop making the players seem like the villains here. <laughs>